Blog Talk Radio. Embrace Today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host pre Curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Embrace Today. I am your host, Epree Curry, and this morning we are going to conclude the topic, You Have a Choice to Make. Um, Before we dig into um, the message for this morning, I have a quick announcement. If you are in the Columbus, Ohio area, or you would like to visit the Columbus, Ohio area, this coming Sunday, March the 1st, uh, my family will launch a 11 a.m. worship service for Liberty Hill at our second location. Um, the location address is 1428 Fairwood Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, 43206. Again, that's beginning this Sunday, March 1st, at Liberty Hill's second location, 1428 Fairwood Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, 43206, and the service will begin at 11 a.m. Um, I hope that you will come out and join us. We are really looking forward to what God is going to do in that community and how God will use us. So we just hope that if you do not have a church home and you would like to come take part in that ministry, that you would come and check us out on this coming Sunday at 11 a.m. So this morning we are going to conclude this series on you have a choice to make coming from Romans chapter 14, verses 9 through 13, and we've been talking this month about unforgiveness and how when we're dealing with unforgiveness or forgiving someone, uh, we have a choice to make. We have a choice to forgive them or we have a choice to hold a grudge, and there's a process that we have to go through because sometimes we are in pain and sometimes we have these different thoughts going through our mind and we don't know how to forgive someone. And so this month we have just been going through some biblical principles that can help us in the forgiveness process. If you have missed any of the shows, you can go to iTunes and uh, search E-Pree Curry, that's E-P-R-I-S-C-U-R-R-Y, or you can search Embrace Today and the episodes are on iTunes, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and visit our show site. It's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash whole house ministries. And so we are looking forward to um, what God is getting ready to do. And we just pray that you allow him to search you and allow him to remove those things that are within you that may be hindering you from moving forward in the process. We know that we are all here and we all have a plan and a purpose for our lives. But sometimes when we are harboring unforgiveness in our lives, it causes us to be hindered in moving forward and it causes us to be blinded and we can't fully see what God is trying to do or we can't fully see what's going on in our lives because we have this unforgiveness that is hindering us from seeing clearly. So this morning we're going to start again at Romans chapter 14, verses 9 through 13, 
And it reads, For this very reason Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. And 13 says, Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. So, again, we're going back to the topic of you have a choice to make. And so when I was reading this passage of Scripture, there was a lot of things that stood out to me. And a lot of things that I, uh, one major thing that I really like to do when I'm studying Scripture or if I'm being taught something, I like to look at me first. I don't want to see how this, how the scripture or how something can pertain to someone else. I want to know how it pertains to me. I want to know what the Lord is speaking to me, and I want to know what I need to change in order for me to be able to walk fully in what God has for me. And then I'm fully able to teach someone else or I'm able to empathize and sympathize with other people because I know what they're going through. And so as I looked at these verses, it just popped out to me over and over and over again that what God was trying to say in this scripture, what he was, what he had the writer trying to say in this scripture is that we shouldn't be so quick to try to be him. We are not God. And oftentimes we try to put ourselves in a position to where we think we're God and we're not. We cannot do God's job. We can only do what the Lord is calling us to do. And sometimes when we're going through these different situations, we put ourselves in a position that we're God and the other person is just someone that's beneath us. And so that's one of the things that really stood out to me as I continued to read this passage of Scripture over and over again. And so in 10 it says, you then, why do you judge your brother or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. And so when we are dealing with unforgiveness, we have a choice not to look at others too long. Oftentimes when we are going through situations, we are continually looking down on the other person or looking at the other person and what they did, and we're missing ourselves. We are looking at them in a way that we are condemning them or that we are trying to punish them, and that's not our job. He says, why then do you judge your brother? And don't get me wrong, we are supposed to hold each other accountable, but we're supposed to do it in a loving way. We're supposed to do it with grace, and we're supposed to do it with mercy. But we are not supposed to look down on each other as if we are better than someone, even if they have done something wrong to you. And so and another way to put it is we're not supposed to look at other people like we're other people as if we're holier than thou. We are no better than anyone else. God created all of us in his image, and so when we have been wronged by someone, we have to make the choice to look at them in the way that God sees them. When God sees them, he's not looking down on them to condemn them. God sent his son Jesus to save the world, not to condemn the world. And so when God is looking down on us, he is looking down on us because he wants to show, he wants, he wants to love us. He wants to show us that grace. He wants to show us that mercy, but he wants us to look up to him, to reach up to him and say, God, I need you. I surrender my all to you. And so when someone has done us wrong, we have to remember that we should be looking at them in God's eyes. We cannot look at them too so long that all we see is the mistake that they've made. 
We cannot continue to judge them and condemn them for the things that they have done, and then we're missing out on the things that we do. It says, why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. And like I said earlier, it's like sometimes we put ourselves as if we are God and we place the other person on the judgment seat, and that's not our job. Our job is to love. Our job is to show mercy. Our job is to show grace. Our job is to love the Lord with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so when we are walking in that love and when we are displaying that love, we aren't looking down on people. We aren't judging people. And when we do look at people and see something that's wrong with them, that should cause us to bow before the Lord and go in prayer on behalf of that person. We should be praying for situations that we see. And sometimes we may see a situation and it's not even what it looks like. But when we go into prayer, the Holy Spirit will begin to lead us and guide us, and so we won't be making those mistakes. And so we have to get to the point to where we aren't looking down on people, we aren't judging people, but we are recognizing that God is the ultimate judge, and we will all sit before the judgment seat. In Galatians 6.1, it says, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritually strong, restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. And it says restore gently because when we find ourselves trying to restore any other way, we are tempted to be prideful and arrogant. And we're not really trying to restore them For them, we're trying to put them in a place of condemnation or judgment, and that's not our job. We are to restore gently. We are to restore in the way of Christ. And it's not saying, and, and it's, this Galatians is confirming Romans, it's not saying that we aren't supposed to judge, but we shouldn't be so quick to judge in a condemning way. But when we do judge, when we do restore someone, we should do it gently, the way that Christ would do it, in a humble spirit. And it warns us to watch ourselves because sometimes we get into ourselves, sometimes we get into our emotions and we feel like we are all high and mighty and we have, a, we have an obligation to uh, put someone in check or to look down on someone because we have a particular status or we have a particular title or we've been in a church for X amount of time when that is not our job. Our job is to restore gently. But we have to make sure that we are staying aligned with the Holy Spirit because if we aren't, then that's when we are going to be able to be tempted. And we aren't, we aren't going to be able to recognize that we are out of our element when we are doing it like that. When we are walking in a holier-than-thou and I don't make mistakes and I follow this, this law and I follow this direction, when we get into that legalistic type of thinking, we're not acting in love. We're acting like we're following all the rules and that's what matters. But we should be walking in love. We should be showing the love of Christ wherever we go. And so when we are when we are trying to correct someone or when we are trying to hold someone accountable for something that they have done to us, we have to make sure that we do it gently. We have to go to them in a way that is loving, in a way that is kind, in a way that is peaceful, in a way that your heart is saying, I want this relationship to be restored. And so we have to make sure that we are being careful that we don't be tempted. But verse 12 also says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. In verse 11 it says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to God. And so we can't look too long at others, but we can't forget about ourselves. 
we have to know that we are all answerable to God. We are all going to have to bow before him. And so when we recognize that we have to be in that judgment seat, when we recognize that God is going to come to us for everything that we have done, then we'll be able to show that grace and mercy to someone that has wronged us. We have to get to the point to where we are acknowledging who we are here. We are supposed to be in this together. We are supposed to encourage each other. We are supposed to help each other. We are all the body of Christ. And so if I'm steady trying to tear the arm down because they push the leg out the way, that's not going to work. We still want crippled body. But what we should be doing is we should be trying to help each other out and strengthen each other. We should be trying to encourage each other and edify each other so that the whole body will be strengthened to do the work of God. And it's not just an individual thing. This is all for the glory of God. This is for the kingdom of God. And so we have to get to the place to where we are not forgetting that we, too, will have to bow before the Lord. We, too, will have to give an account of what we have done. And so when we think of that person that has wronged us, if we can think of the worst thing that we have ever done in our lives, and just think about that. And how would we want God to come to us? Would we want God to condemn us? Or would we like the Holy Spirit to convict us, to show us that we're wrong, and then lead us to the way that we're supposed to be going? And so we have to get to the place to where we are understanding that each one of us, we're going to receive what's due to us for what we have done on this earth. And we don't want to add on to what we have already done ourselves because we are trying to condemn and judge other people. And so we want to get to the place to where we are acknowledging that, yes, this is my brother. Yes, this is my sister. They have messed up. And if you do not know how to get to the place to where you can look at someone that has wronged you in a loving way, then that's where you get before God. Sometimes we have to get in the presence of God and get in his word and ask him to help us to be able to go to that other person. Ask him to help us how to deal, show us how to deal with the situation. And when we do it that way, when we go through the process that way, it will be so much more easier than allowing our emotions to tear us apart. We have to get to the place to where we are showing the love of Christ to everyone. We have to get to the place to where we are forgiving, where we are showing that Christ-like character, where we are allowing that characteristic to be so strong in our lives that other people that do not believe will see it and will recognize the relationship that Christ wants to have with them. And so it's not until we get it that the world will be able to see. When Jesus prayed for us in John 17, he said so that the world will be able to see. Jesus wants the world to be able to look at his people, the people that he died for, the people that he wants to be one. He wants the world to look at us and be able to see the relationship with him and the Father. And it's not until we get it right with each other that we are able to be that example to the world. And so verse 13 says, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up in your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. And so we have a choice not to look too long at others. We have a choice not to forget about ourselves. But we also have a choice not to be a hindrance. We should not want to be a hindrance to someone else. Our actions and our words towards someone else should not hinder them for being able to walk in a full relationship with Christ. Oftentimes our words are causing people not to want to come back to Christ because we are condemning them. And what they are saying, what they think they are saying is an example of how Jesus is, and it's not. 
And so we shouldn't cause people, we shouldn't be a stumbling block, causing people to continue to fall when we should be lifting them up. We have to get to the place to where we are understanding that our words and our actions are powerful. We do not want to stand before Jesus and and be held accountable for all the stumbling blocks we have been over our lives here on the earth. We do not want to make someone else fall. And you ask, how can I make someone fall if they've done me wrong? Because if they've done you wrong and they're very apologetic, or even if they're not apologetic and you're continuing to do things to make the situation worse rather than better, then that's a stumbling block. We have to get to the place to where we are building each other up, to where we are strengthening each other. In John 8, 7, it said, Jesus uh, told the people, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. None of us are without sin. Romans 3.23, for we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so we can't forget where we have come from. We can't forget who we are. We have to get to the place to where we recognize that we are not without sin ourselves. We have to be forgiven. And some of us still have to be forgiven today. But we have to make that choice. And, yes, we do confess our sins one to another. And James, it says, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. So instead of being that stumbling block, we should be confessing and praying for one another so that the situation can be healed rather than throwing salt in an open wound. And so we have a choice to make. And so we don't want to harbor this unforgiveness in our heart. We don't want to leave this month of February still not forgiving the person that has done us wrong. We do not want to leave this day. We do not want to leave this hour still harboring unforgiveness in our hearts because we are stubborn. God wants to do a great work with his people in this season, and he cannot do it if you are harboring unforgiveness in your heart. God is looking for a humble people. He is ready to do the work that he has to do in you so that you can do the work that he wants to do through you. But it's not until we surrender it all to him. It's not until we lay it all at the altar. And I'm not saying that when you go to him and give it to him, like, it won't pop up because you'll see the person and that will be a test or that person will call you or something will happen to where you will receive tests so that you can see how far you've come. But you have a choice to pass that test. How will you respond? Will you surrender to God today? Will you say, God, I know you have been speaking to me through through this series, and it may not have even been the whole series. It may have been a, a sentence out of the series, a word out of the series, even the title, but you have a choice to make. God is calling you to come closer to him. He wants to show you how to get through this. He is not acknowledging that you have not, that you have not been wrong. He knows that you have been wrong but he wants to take you through this healing process. He wants your heart to be free. He wants your heart to be healed. He wants you to be restored so that he can do a great work in you. He has a great plan for your life, and it's not until we submit and humbly come before him and let him know that I need help. The Lord is waiting on you. He's waiting on you. He is calling you. He wants to take you through this process. 
He's acknowledged that you have been up and you've been crying at night and you've been crying through the day and you keep distance from other people because you don't want people to see your hurt and tears. But God says, I see you. He says, I've been hearing you and all I want to do is help you. But he wants you to come to him. He doesn't want you to continue to call other people. He wants you to call on him. He wants to make this whole. He not only wants to make you whole, he wants to make the other person whole. He wants this to be a living testimony. The Lord wants to do a great work. God wants his people free. He came so that we can have peace. He doesn't want us to be hurting. And so he wants you to come to him. He's calling you. And as we close in prayer this morning, I just pray that even as I am praying, if you just go into into your prayer, into your prayer mode, just open your heart to the Lord and just say, Lord, I surrender to you today. Say, Lord, I give it to you. I don't know how to do this. I can't do this on my own. I've tried. I thought I was over it, but I'm really not. I thought I let it go, but I really didn't. Ask the Lord, how do you want me to go through this process? Let us pray. I thank you for your word, God. I thank you, God, even for walking me through this process of forgiving others, God. I thank you for the listeners that have tuned in, God. I just pray right now, God, that as they are surrendering to you, God, I pray that you will take them through the process, Lord. I pray that they will humble before your word, Lord. I pray that they will humble before your voice, God, and just go through the process of healing and restoration, oh God. I pray, God, that they will seek your face daily, Lord, each and every time, Lord. They feel like they can't make it, God. I pray that they bow before you, God. Each and every time, Lord, they feel like they want to go backwards, God. I pray that they come before you, God. I pray, God, that you comfort them with your peace, your joy, God, and your love, Lord. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you will continue to strengthen them, Lord, day by day, that they will become stronger and stronger, God. I pray, God, God, that you will speak so clearly to them, Lord, in the resolution that you have for their situation, God, that they will not sleep to the right or to the left, God, but that they will stay on the path that you have for them, Father. Lord, we need you, God. We thank you and we praise you for your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. And again, as we come to a close of this session, I just want to take this time again to invite anyone that's in the Columbus area or if you plan on coming to the Columbus area this Sunday, you can join our family at 1428 Fairwood Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, 43206, as we launch the 11 a.m. service at our second location. Um, again, if you want to go to, we have another location, 4410 Refugee Road, that will also be at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. And then we will launch our Saturday services beginning March 6th at 6 p.m., at 1428 Fairwood Avenue. Um, if you have any more questions, you can go to wholehouseministries.com and fill out a form, and I'll contact you that way. Or you can reach out to me on this website. If you have my email address, you can get with me there or on Facebook and Twitter, whichever uh, means that you would like to connect. I thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a blessed day. I pray that everyone is free, made whole, and restored back to the way that God has created you to be. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouseministries.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following at Curry on Twitter. Be blessed and embrace your today.